Welcome to this episode of the Limitation Ismerized podcast. Today I have another superhuman guest in James Hayborn, who is an online coach, a PT, a wonderful, awesome guy who I have known for quite a while now. Uh, we've interacted, we've both trained with our clients within each other's group. So um, I just thought some of the stuff that he does and ideas are good. So I thought I would check him out and get you on the podcast and go on a wee rant at the start, and then you can elaborate on all of that nonsense that I just said. So James, welcome to the podcast. Please give people a proper introduction. Love that. No, thank you so much, Liam. Really, really appreciate this. And it's a, it's a pleasure. It's exciting to be on your podcast today. So um, yeah, so um, a quick introduction. Um, James Haybon, as Liam said, I'm an online coach. Um, it's funny, and I'm sure we'll get into this, but um, we said, you know, I, I don't know what I want to be called anymore because I, I used to be <laughs> a personal yeah. uh, and have been for 13 years. And um, it's been the last kind of four or five years that I've began to build a bit more of an online kind of presence within my business. And since COVID and everything, that was the, the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me and that, that forced me into being a full time kind of online coach. Um, so I guess that that's probably what I technically am now. But yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll come back to that. But yeah, anyways, I, I work specifically with women and typically ladies who have struggled to lose weight their, their whole adult life. Uh, they feel like they've tried every single diet under the sun. Um, you know, I, I help them to lose weight, change shape, drastically improve their confidence and rebuild that self that's that's typically been kind of shattered in the past. So um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a father. I'm an avid chocolate and red wine drinker and eater. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure I'm... I can own the the superhuman um, awesome tag you give me there, um, but oh, yeah, I think you I think you do. I think you own it. You're, I've seen the results from your clients. I think see what you get up to again. It's just you're a little more humble than I am. <laughs> so, so. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. That's very very kind. But um, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Um, do you think that the switch, because a lot, I know a lot of people had to make that switch. Do you think you were slightly ahead of the game because you were already doing a wee bit online before the COVID happened? Yes, I, I guess in that respect, I was, uh, what do you call it, call it lucky, whatever you want to call it. But I, I probably had 40, 50% of my business was was already online and, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, like rewind kind of a couple of years before that, if you'd have told me, that you could coach someone without being kind of in the same room as them. You could yeah. train them, you can help them to eat better, you can help improve their mindset. I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, um, but but yeah, it, it obviously we know it works. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that when COVID hit, it was kind of it was um a bit of sweet time for me because my daughter was born four or five days before the first proper lockdown in the UK. So I'd I'd been excited about having some some paternity. I told all my clients, you know, I, I'm obviously not going to be in the gym. All yeah. my online clients knew that I was, you know, not going to be as responsive to their messages and whatnot. And I was really looking forward to having some quality time. And then literally Boris made his announcements and everything happened. And it was literally like panic stations, like, what what do I do here? So, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you know, it, like, like you said, it, it forced me into it. But I, I technically had a lot of the systems in place. I, I kind of knew how to coach people remotely. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was a bit of a, a blessing in disguise. I suppose the main thing was you knew that the stuff worked outside, like you said, a couple of years ago. 
And I, 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 as a PT, you're sitting going, well, I need to be in this room. I need to look at what they're doing. I need to talk to them. I need to see them. I need to see their diary. And you're going, well, you can do all of that now online. Have you, again, it's different for everyone, but have you noticed that the online one works better for you or the same or? Yeah. So I, I think it's a, a double-edged kind of sword as such that I think it works better for both myself and and my clients because it's just far more flexible like yeah i uh, and i'm i'm sure any person trainer can relate that you grow to hate the early morning drives to the gym um, when it's silly silly o'clock and and then staying there on and off on and off all day till silly o'clock at night um and so i grew when you first start out you have that pure passion and love for what you do and you don't care because you know you don't mind the early starts because you love it um, but then after X amount of years, it's just like uh, five o'clock alarms and so on. So from that perspective, I love the flexibility of being at home and not having to commute anywhere. And that obviously the world is far more online now anyway. So mm-hmm. you can communicate with your clients, you can speak to them in multiple different ways. So from that perspective, it works so much for, better for me. Uh, and then, you know, having having my little girl around in the first kind of four to five months of her being alive was just, just amazing. And just, I didn't miss out on anything like, that's I could, awesome. yeah, I, I could let my partner rest and, and have some, some her time and I could you know, help out and just, just be there kind of thing. Um, but, but then still support my clients, give them everything they need, make sure they got up to date programs, make sure they get regular kicks up, kicks up the backside, whatever it is. But then from their side of things, we didn't have to sync our diaries. Like it was always a challenge. Like the, the busier I got as a in-person PT, the less availability I had. Mm-hmm. So it was always like the client was like, oh yeah, can you do Monday morning at 7 a.m.? Because that's the best time for me. It's like, ah, no, I've already got three clients in a row already. And that yeah. kind of thing. So from a time perspective, you know, they can train whenever they want. Um, and it's just far more flexible and it, and it fitted their life better. So I think, yeah, for, for, for both myself and them it absolutely works works far better yeah and i like the idea of because you're not just doing i'm a pt in person now i'm a pt online and everybody comes to you on their certain hour and stuff you, you've turned into more of a, a flexible thing where you can work in person you can work with group you can pinpoint all of the little problems that people have but um i would notice from from my groups anyway that that community aspect whereas when the person was one-to-one, they had to wait the Monday at seven o'clock for you to go here. I really struggled last Thursday. Whereas yeah. last Thursday, now they can post straight into the group. I'm struggling and 50 people will jump on and go, well, when I struggle, I do this. And this is a thing that you could do. And this is what you could try. And then your idea there, you're saying about the flexibility it gives you after you start to hit the 5 a.m. alarm. I find that a lot of PTs don't realize that like they're young now, they're early twenties. They've no family. They've no, yeah, no real idea of what it's like to have a bit of freedom and money. So they love, and because you have a passion for what you're doing, you love it and you don't care. We all did it. But if you could get to that mindset now, we start out and you think, what would five years from now James want, and ten years, and and like, because I know you're the same as myself. You're already thinking about the next shift, the next phase. What do we do now? Where we go? Um, so whenever your clients are coming to you, is that something that you try to embed in their thinking? Don't just come here to train like you would as a PT. Just come, lift your weights, go home, 
look after your food let's get in shape like do you now start to put in what are you going to what sort of diet i'm going to use diet loosely but what sort of diet are you thinking about is that maintainable for five years or is it life-changing yeah, um, right. habits so is that something that you try to incorporate with your clients from the start now yeah 100% and that's um you know cause it's mad how your approach and your mentality changes and it, exactly as you said you know because when, when I was younger I had no commitments no responsibilities no no one to depend on me um you know the, the money I earned was completely mine I could do what I want with it my day was completely mine all those kind of things but then as as you get a bit older and more slight, slightly more mature <laughs> Them still yeah. that mature. Um, and, and then you have a family and you get a mortgage and all, all the, the boring adult things. Um, you realize that you know you have to be you have to think about other things and it all has to be a bit more balanced. Mm -hmm. So when I first start working with a client now, it's not a case of right, we need to get you to train as much as physically possible, we need to get you to eat as perfectly as possible, because most people don't have the the time or the headspace to deal with that when they're you know, like, like my, my clients, they're juggling kids, job, running a household, all those different things and all the, the stresses that they bring. They don't need me telling, telling them they've got to exercise an hour and a half a day, five days a week and yeah. meal, meal prep and, and this all, all the stuff, which if you're, if you have more time freedom, you, you can do that. But for most yeah. people, it, it's just not feasible. So, so my, my general, the first kind of thing I ask them is, what's realistic for us to to work into your life right now and then once we've kind of established what that looks like it's then okay can you see yourself doing that a year from now and granted i, I probably could amplify that to five years ten years but typically most people focus on what they can achieve or what they want to achieve in the first two or three weeks because that's generally i find that as far as people can kind of look forward mm. um and in that two or three weeks people want to do everything they're like i want to change everything i want to see the biggest return yeah. you know I, I want to i want to see all the results um but they don't think about what's actually sustainable longer than that you know people want the result but don't necessarily know or yeah if it's even possible that they can make that then work into their lifestyle um so yeah a lot of what i do is just thinking what's realistic to slot in at what kind of times you know to work around what you've currently got going on so it's it's still obviously going to be an extra in your life, obviously, yeah. but so it's not a ridiculous add-on to your plate kind of thing. So yeah, there's been a massive shift in my approach um, to, to focus on what's going to be sustainable, what's going to be realistic, and what's going to be more of a lifestyle change rather than just a quick fix. Yeah, I think a lot of people got caught up in the quick fix, especially when the 12-week transformation started to appear and all these ridiculously ripped photographs and people going, like, I would have had it, can you make me do that? And I'm like, yeah, but you won't be able to make you do that because you're not, you're not free all these hours. You you can't like it's just ridiculous to try to try to maintain that for a normal whatever normal is a normal human who has life and kids and family. And it's easy for me sitting like I I don't have kids or, or a wife, so I can sit going, well, just make the time. Time's your own. Yeah. And like, but if if I wasn't and thinking from the client's perspective, I, I would be able to say that. But and that's what I think happens. A lot of young PTs, they come in and they're 22 and they're like, what do you mean? Just do that, do this. And they're like, yeah, but I have school run to do and this to do and this and this and this. And they're like, all right, I don't have that. So the life experience really changes it. 
whenever whenever people are coming do you want to find the biggest hurdle for most people that that you're working with so you're working with with women to improve their confidence their their weight um and their their life basically so what do you think is the the biggest hurdle in general okay so sometimes it's lack of belief um i i find that when when someone's tried however many times you know repeatedly a, a different diet the, the same diet again and again and again thinking that they're going to work again and and it doesn't work and then they try again and it doesn't work and try again doesn't work etc i mean we we know that for the most part diets absolutely can work you know in, in for, for yeah. as long as you stick to them you know they absolutely can yeah. the problem is can you stick to them is it going to fit into your life so, so we know that the problem is because they're unsustainable from the get-go for, for, for you know 99 of people there's there's weird one percenters that can make make certain things work yeah um but, but i i find that they're always branded to be the quick fix the the like no risk no no chance of failure you know you, you're you're absolutely going to make this work kind of thing so then they they go balls deep as such into it mm -hmm. and it then obviously doesn't work so then it just shatters that belief of oh well all those other ones don't work so maybe i'm just not not destined to to be slim or to be happy or to be this or to be that so i, I think yeah i do believe a lot of it is is the self-belief that that just gets slowly diminished the, the longer the time goes on yeah they sort of overlook the fact that the diet or whatever whatever it was does doesn't fit their lifestyle they think think they don't fit it so then it's my fault i could i couldn't sustain that where all those internet people are better than me and that's where the self-belief um dwindles so i i would say the same like people have especially by the time they come to a coach like yourself, they've tried all the things themselves. They've tried yeah. a million diets and none of them work. I've, I've tried Calicountains, doesn't work. Yeah. What way did you try it? How long did you sustain it for? What, what, was, what was the situation in your life at the time? Oh, I just went back on it. Did anything happen? Well, a couple of people died and there was a major pandemic. And like, well, maybe they were contributing factors. It wasn't just you. Yeah. Um, so if I'm sitting here listening now and I'm thinking, fuck, that's me. I've done all the diets and I've crashed. And where where would you advise me to start? Apart from obvious, the obvious one of reaching out to you. I mean, that's that's the absolute obvious one. Yeah. But um, but no, no. All seriousness, the, the simplest thing I would say is is to keep it simple and to just focus on the small changes you can make now that aren't going to make a tremendous impact to your day-to-day -day life in, in the respect that they're not going to add too much time. Like I, I find that people just, just jump from the kind of all, all or nothing, um, just that yo-yo cycle all the time. And we yeah. naturally try and go a hundred miles an hour when we st start something new, which is a good thing in many ways, but it's just too, too much to handle to keep going. So I, I talk about, and I think I spoke about this to your client group that I talk about, trying to focus on being a seven out of 10 rather yeah, than being, rather than being a 10 out of 10, which we all naturally do. And, you know, I think it's just a basic deep human behavior trait that whenever we try something, we, we want to make it perfect and we give it everything we've got. And, you know, again, that you could, you could, 
you can't really say that that's not not a good thing because <laughs> who doesn't want to try and make something perfect but yeah. when we really think about it we know that it's just not realistic to keep that going so yeah. in, whenever you decide that you want to make a make a change for your health and you want to improve things i'd, I'd say to, to focus on being better than you are not trying to completely shift everything um so you know how how can you make small subtle changes to your food choices can you slightly reduce portion sizes can you make a few swaps so there's a little bit more colorful stuff and a little bit less beige stuff not cutting anything out and not completely swapping but just making those little changes can you move a little bit more can you instead of driving to whatever appointments or scheduled meetings you have of the day can you walk to some of them or can you walk part of the way you know if you always force yourself to do an hour's workout and it never lasts that never lasts for a long period of time could you do a couple of 30 minute workouts across the week like it's just looking at how you can make those simple small changes and factor those in because they're far more likely to be factored in um, rather than those big ones which would make results come faster but we're unlikely to actually make them happen as such uh, they're not going to stay the results will be fast but they'll be short-lived um, and i noticed working with people as well is that one of the questions that'll come up when you say this sort of thing is she what's the what's the point me cutting out a mars bar a day what's the point and you're like well add that up over your week that's a, a day's worth of eating in a week yeah or, or whatever it's yeah yeah exactly it's, not, I mean, it's, it's a right but anyway whatever it is it's, it still makes a difference and if you do that over a year if you have the tendency to eat two mars bars in a day but you just eat one over a year that's massive yeah but people don't look at they look at that and go if i eat one less mars bar so the weight's not going to shift now you're like yeah but what's the point yeah yeah that's why you keep so would you say it's about building the habit like yeah. more positive habits than finding a magic pill or a magic button that yeah so so both that i i think absolutely building in the habits and and, and that's you know that underlines everything because we you know and I'm, I'm sure you teach exactly the same that we we want our clients to build habits and build these things into their life so it's yeah. it's just part of what they do so so we we make better food choices we're, we're becoming more active we're having a healthier mindset we've got more energy we're, we're doing all those good things and it's a lifestyle change not just something to achieve a quick result before your holiday in six weeks time or whatever yeah. so i think i think definitely partly the focus on building habits um but also trusting in the process and this i think you know i don't know how 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 much you can you can relate to this with your clients and, and any, anyone else who's listening who works with people like i'd love to know what the actual split and breakdown of my time of what i do with clients is because most people think it's you know creating a plan to, so they've got an exercise plan nutrition plan those kind of things keeping them supported keeping them accountable but probably a lot of it is reassurance is you know just telling people yeah because when, when people don't see results immediately and when i say results it's they normally want to see the scales move as the key thing um when people notice that the shape is changing their energy levels improving they're sleeping better skin's better mood is improved but scales haven't moved tremendously they think oh it's not working mm -hmm. so that's that's you know my job as a coach to help reassure to just just to remind you that you know what we're doing here is something for the long term we're, we're building building this massive thing 
we, we, no, and we don't want to see fast results because as you said they they come fast but then they, they go fast yeah. i think it's just that trusting in the process that that it will happen and it will come um and, and that's something that i reinforce on a probably a, day, a daily basis i think yeah more than anything you're well i would agree there you're reinforcing and even to the point where, where sometimes they'll say no no this is working i'm not doing anything and you'll go you know the way your steps well what's your steps like today Oh, just the usual over 10,000. 10, and you're like, ah, that's your usual now. It wasn't at the start. Your usual at the start was like 2,000. Yeah. I can know, but it's just something I do now. And they almost forget how they got to the 10,000. And now it's just a staple. And you're like, yeah, you're fitter now. You're healthier. You're, you're making the effort to get to 10,000 steps. The rest will come if you just keep yeah. making slightly better choices, asking yourself, do I need to fill another plate full of food or am I trying to avoid I work a lot with the emotional uh, mental stuff as well so I'd be saying them are you just eating another meal to avoid you from thinking about how shit your day was yeah like, yeah. yeah maybe <laughs> like well let's look at that instead so no I, I agree like people people think coaching is this glamorous thing and you spend like blowing minds and like read training all this stuff and you're like most of the time i'm just saying you're doing a good job and if you just keep doing that good job yeah. good things it, will happen it and it's you know because I, I never I, I don't want anyone to make like overnight results like i don't want whenever a client suddenly has a monstrous burst of activity where they i know either dramatically cut their calories which wouldn't be anything i'd ever recommend um it's coming up Sorry? That's my first question when they dramatically cut their calories. Is yeah. there a wedding? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, or like if they suddenly start doing two hour workouts or, or start training every single day, like, you know, if, if they feel like for whatever reason they need to go a hundred miles an hour, I mean, my first thing is like, well, no, like it's <laughs> yeah. yes, short term, absolutely. It, it, it's going to make a difference short term but you're also probably going to be exhausted you're, you're also going to feel like you've been hit by a train and then what's going to happen you're going to feel awful and then not want to do anything off the back of it which will then put you back another few weeks and so yeah it's just yeah it, it's crazy but um i was having a having a conversation with a client over the weekend and she's a school teacher so obviously had uh the last two weeks off um for like uh, half term yeah all routines yeah all routines go yeah. out the window but but this this thing so a completely different type of win for her is that she said that prior working with me a half term would be a holiday and holiday mentality would have been initiated which is eat what the hell you want be lazy you know just just have no structure no routine and typically put on I don't know, it could be a few pounds half a stone whatever it might be but she she's lost a pound over the two weeks Awesome. And for most most people who do diets, that's nothing. And they'd be pulling their hair out and they'd be crying and they'd be feeling like a failure. Yeah. But we we reshifted how we looked at this situation and we thought, well, actually, you've actually lost weight over a two-week period where you typically put on you know, X amount. This is massive. Um, and we were talking about, you know, what do we need to focus on now? She's back to school today, so back into kind of routine. And I said, like all you need to do is make those small changes again like we're talking about if you can create five to ten percent 
more activity so literally minimal minimal across the week yeah. and if you can rain rain your food choices in like five to ten percent so literally just that tiny tiny bit doesn't mean overhauling anything it's literally just making those fine tuning little pieces um and i bet that'll be ample to get you more more than back on track so i think that change of perspective and just looking things at a totally different light and then that reassurance behind it is yeah it's massive that, that's one of the things that makes you a good coach again is you are working with each client you're not yeah. working with the cookie cutter no you need to do this this is what you do and everybody does the same like you're working with the client and helping them reframe that like i've had that as well where they lose a pound in a time when last year they would have gained yeah and you're like is that not massive no but I only lost a pound you're like yeah but last year you gained half a stone yeah so if we want to be technical about it, we can claim you've lost eight pound. If we want to be making up shit, what you're doing anyway. So is it just having that shift for people? And um, so I imagine you're the same as me. Then the the scale doesn't matter as much as how they feel, how they when they come back and tell you like they're 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 on tangible wins. I suppose for a way of putting it. Uh, is that is that something that you would let your clients know at the start like we're not just aiming here for shape we're aiming for happiness for health for 100 so part of my kind of process is we first of all set some goals about what they actually want um but i, I try and get to try to get them to think about the kind of impact that will have on their entire life so you know because most people on the surface level want to lose weight they want want to lose x amount of pounds or stones or whatever it is and they associate that initially with happiness and confidence so they think it's going to make them feel feel better yeah which it which from for but in fact everyone everyone will probably feel better losing a little bit of weight absolutely um but i get them to think about the areas of their life that will be impacted positively from that so what will losing a stone two stone whatever do to your life and they were like oh well you know i'll be slimmer i'll be lighter i'll have more energy i'm like okay what would you do with that extra energy well i'll get to the end of the day without feeling shattered or feel like i need a nap or feel like i'm going to crash on the sofa i'm like okay you know what what would be different then well i could probably play with my kids a little bit more would that make you happy ecstatic would be amazing (laughs) and and it's literally just almost peeling back the layers of what would you know yeah literally like the layers of an onion literally just the next thing why is that important to you oh well it'll make me feel this and oh why would that be good oh well then i'd be able to do x that and i think when people start to realize that it's less about the scales and more about the impact on their life mm-hmm. it, it's a, a huge huge shift and, and again it helps to move away from that diet mentality and more onto lifestyle of, of, a, of a focus so so yeah so in the beginning we focus on you know the what and the why uh they, why they actually want to achieve these these goals and the impact it will have um but then i try and educate them early on that you know you will see a significant loss on the scales in the first few weeks it's weeks it's just yeah natural with, with losing water weight and, and various different things but just because you're doing something different and it's a, it's a kickstart whatever you want to call it so you know we they they jump on the scales whatever morning it is and they're overjoyed with, with what they see <laughs> and that is the focus but i try and shift it away and say right we'll celebrate that as a win it's a sign that you know that things are working but how are you feeling yourself and they say oh, i feel great i've got more energy i'm less bloated um you know i 
this is improved or I, I ran a little bit further this week or I did an extra five squats or, or whatever it is but mm -hmm. I try and get them to focus on the different health markers and, and the other areas because the more yeah. we do that when they have a not so great week on the scales which inevitably is going to happen um it's less of a emotional blow you know if we if we try and remove or, or lessen that emotional attachment to the scales and we're focused on the, the other kind of markers um then it's it's only one piece of the puzzle and that, that's what i that's the message i want to get to clients that yes weight is important and you know if if we are uh, overweight if we're obese it's not healthy absolutely but far yeah. more benefits and, and better things to focus on I think it's why having a coach is so important because if you're doing this journey on your own, which a lot of the girls will have been before they come to you, you are just measuring the number. It's just a numbers game. The number has went up. I'm terrible. The numbers went down. I'm great. The number's up. I'm terrible. Yeah. Down. Great. Whereas just asking the question, because it, it comes up, I want to lose weight. I want to be 10. So <clears throat> they always have a magic number, which I always find funny. I want to be 10 stone three. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's, that's the last weight I was, I felt good at. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> totally. How long ago was that? 20 years ago. Yeah. Maybe life's a bit different now for you, maybe. Mm -hmm. But even just like you're saying, like peeling the onion. Why? Because of this. And what will that do for you? It'll do this. And what does that mean? Right. And then they're almost getting to the point where they're like, God, I never even thought of that. And then if you get six layers deep and they're crying. They're like, yep. well, they do all this. And you're like, and I know when I've got through to clients, when they say, I wasn't expecting this on that call. Yeah. You're like, yeah, because you never go deep with yourself. You just, this, the magic number. If I said, you yeah, I want to be 10, three and you go, you're now 10, three. And I stand on a scale 10, three, but I'm still mentally where I was before you click your fingers. Yeah. Does that matter? Does the scale now matter if I'm still feeling drained and tired? Um, so say if I was listening to this now, a lot of it's resonate with me and I'm thinking, right, that's me. How do I, how do I get over the mindset of the scale? Because I've done this before. I've, I've went to coaches that have said, it's just about the mind, but I keep coming back to like when I was in college, I was 10 stone three and I felt amazing like even though you're full every day of the week and fucking run around like a lunatic <laughs> um if i'm thinking like that is there a way is there a way i might be putting you on the spot a bit here but is there a way for me just like a question for me to ask myself or a way for me to visualize that version of me with the intangibles, with the happy and with the not thinking about the goal is there a way for me to make that shift Oh, this is deep, man. This is good. Okay. So how? What's so how? How to how to help visualize the future you you really want, or how how to remove the attachment to the scales? Well, I think if you do the visualization of the future I really want, like so, I'm not just not say at the minute I'm thinking I want to be ten three. I see myself standing on the scales and it says ten three, and a fucking fireworks display goes off. How do I? Visual, how do I focus on the future happier ver like what just everything that you went through peeling the onion how do I see that for myself I suppose I'm trying to ask okay so I guess I would almost have uh like a, a visual visualization in my mind of 
the person standing there on the scales looking at that that magic number that they can see but then above it is all the reasons why that's going to be impactful for the right for the for the benefit of their life so that the more confidence so they can potentially put themselves out there more and do their job better and the the improved self-worth so they feel better in themselves so their relationships improve at home and the better energy level so they can run around and play with the kids and create better memories and the the better self-esteem so they actually want to take photos with their families which they haven't done for years I, i would have that image in my mind and almost layer it up layer it up layer it up layer it up so there's more of these positive reasons on this piece of mental paper so that by the time you move your eyes to the top of the page you've got all these incredible reasons and all these different kind of parts of your life as such that you can't even see that number on the scale because it's yeah it's not a true reflection of what you're actually working towards it, it's the first thing it's the surface level that we think we want um because we for some reason we associate happiness with it i, I don't know why so i, I guess yeah. the, more, the more we can reinforce and focus on the reasons why that will actually make us happy that's the thing that's going to help us to remove that attachment uh, and focus on the, the bigger the bigger reasons i guess i love that idea of, of your um stacking all the good on top so great words it's, yeah it's pulling your attention up to where you're going and you can you're the more you focus on that the more you feel the benefits because even the even the magic number like i would be asking clients who so you hit this magic number on monday the 4th of december monday the 11th of december is it still that magic number or do you want it to go lower do you want it to be the same like and what if we were to get a scale that's super ridiculously precise so now that's 10 3 point zero one four five seven next week does it have to be that again or where, where does the number end and they'll say oh, no you know what i mean like around about there and i'm like ah so now your goal target isn't precise enough anymore you're around about 10 3 could be 10 5 it could be 10 it could be yeah. 10 10 so that idea of like even me just trying to visualize myself put myself in the in the client's perspective if I'm looking down at that scale and it's saying 10, 3, what did that do for me? I have to think about it. Well, what did that do for me? Well, I'm happier. Fucking GM said I have to go deeper than happier. <laughs> I'm more confident. How am I more confident? I feel comfortable in my clothes. So then even that, the comfortable in the clothes, takes away from the weight because you go, fuck, I actually feel comfortable in my clothes already and I've only lost a couple stone. Like, I just love the idea of you're trying to get everyone to go deeper than the base off i want to be i want to be lighter and you're like brilliant so let's work out how to take a pound off you would would that do well no well no but that that's you've lost weight you're, you're lighter yeah, you're lighter oh, yeah congratulations <laughs> yeah you did it finished <laughs> you've completed it you completed the gym you completed weight loss let's go yeah so just that it's such a simple technique to just yeah, definitely so just, just to add to that, so I think, um, you know, as we've said, a lot of what we do uh, with coaching is reassurance and um, just, just reinforcing um, lots of things like that. Um, I, I try to get clients to set what I call stepping stone goals. And, and it's, it's literally just breaking down whatever the big target is. Um, and and I, I, always, I always have a weight, weight target, but I try and kind of reduce the 
attachment to it by having by having that as one of four or five goals um yeah, yeah. So, you know we have a weight target we have shape like a dress size target kind of thing we have um like, like a life goal that, that might be attached to something so you know as i said before it might be pushing towards a certain level in your career or it might be a, a target for doing something with a family member that you can't do today because of your weight or your fitness those kind of things so if we have four or five big targets but then break those down and think right because because you know i'm sure sure you'll agree and you'll you'll find this with with clients if they have a fairly long journey uh before they're they're getting to where they want to be as such it can be very overwhelming and, and to the yeah. point where, you know if we feel like we've got so far left to go it's almost a bit like to, to pa paralyzing that we're like God, i'm doing all this work and i'm not going very fast and it's going to take forever kind of thing so instead i will try and have these little stepping stone targets so it'll be you know we want to lose the first half a stone we've got we don't quite want to lose a, a full dress size but we've got a pair of jeans in in the cupboard that you could get on right now but you probably couldn't do the button up and you certainly wouldn't comfortable so in 30 days time by focusing on xyz daily habits will probably be in those and it's just having those it's almost like dangling a little carrot you know just in front of them rather than the bigger goal being a long way away kind of thing and yeah. I find you can set four or five different those little mini milestones little stepping stones once you've achieved each one which is manageable bite-sized nice and simple you, you're probably going to be very far along that journey, if not the end result kind of thing. Yeah. the I think, again, it helps having a coach for it because most people look at, I need 10 stone off. Yeah. And you're like, fuck me, that's a long way. Like I had a client recently talking about weight and they, they couldn't visualize themselves at the weight they wanted to be and they couldn't see it. And I was like, well, can you see yourself losing a pound? Yeah, that would be easy. Well, then let's do that. And yep. we've done that and keep, let's and keep doing do it. that again and then the idea of having the other goals um this actually came up in another podcast um Neil, I, whenever i had Neil on and he was saying about doing his hobbies and his sport and his golf and stuff so maybe in the gym you have a really amazing week but on the scale you have a bad week or in business you have a bad week but because you've more than one goal yeah you're able to look at that and go well this week isn't a write-off because this went well um, yes. Yeah. Uh, this didn't go well, but then next week maybe this will go well. It depends where your focus is. So, um, for me, it's it's more you're now working more holistically. And yeah. I suppose it brings us right back to the start. Do you think now it's easier to work more holistically because you're doing the online stuff and you've more time to see the clients and work with the clients and see them interacting with people and hear about real issues than when you're going. PT session, PT session, PT session, five o'clock in the morning. Fuck, here we go. PT, PT, PT. You think yeah. this is more manageable or? Yeah, definitely. And not, not just more manageable, but it, it's, it's better for me because I can see a bigger picture of things, but also better for the client because it's we're, we're tackling real life shit. Like, you know, when I used to PT clients, I, I always made an effort to, to ask how their week's gone and you know, how their food's been and what's been happening and da, da 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 and they'd report to me their weight and their measurements and monthly photos and those kind of things. But it's really all, all I'm doing in that session is getting them to, to, to do a 45 minute 
workout like that's yeah all, that's all it is and then like one 45 minute workout a week or, or even let's say for example they were training three times a week 45 minutes a piece that's brilliant and that's going to make a good dent in whatever they need to do yeah the the bigger kind of part of the equation is what happens when they're at home and when they step outside of the gym they've yeah. had a great session they're feeling fantastic endorphins fl- flowing through their body they're feeling loads of energy yeah, they've got loads of energy they feel great but then it's what happens that evening when they're sitting on the sofa munching a bag of doritos or whatever and it, yeah. it, all the other choices so i think now i look at things from all the different angles and in, instead of just you know, instead of kind of like 80% exercise and just a little bit of food, a little bit of mindset, a little bit of accountability. It's kind of more of a mix of everything. Um, so yeah, just looking at it from a far broader perspective and it, and it, yeah, it works so much better. And I think that's the, that's, that's what needs to be done in order to, to achieve results. Even, even in the group, like when you're doing a PT and someone comes to you and you're like, how's your day? You're setting something up or they're doing their warm up, or there's a bit of distraction. How's your day? I ah, good. A wee bit stressed. Uh, not too bad. Whereas in the group, you can post um, any struggles this week and people have time to sit and think, yeah. write it out. And then you get a, sometimes we get an essay and you read the essay and you're able to fine tune some things for them and tell them to relax here and focus on that. Because I've, I, I work with coaches and stuff as well on the side. And I would say the ones that have their own gyms and stuff, I think you should have an online portal or an online group or something that people can you even for your business if you just took it purely selfishly you get better results when people are more mentally switched on more emotionally engaged so yeah to have that and the client's option to go really struggle this morning in the class like how many people leave a a group training thinking they're the only ones that struggled they're the only ones that found it difficult yeah yeah if we posted that in Found today's session hectic, fuck me, and everybody comes under terrible. And then the coach comes on going, I was a bit psyched because I know I've done it and you'd be setting up the class, but you forget that you were super pumped after a class when you designed this class. And you're like, fuck, let's go. And everyone's dying, but you're still super pumped. And then after you're like, oh, I, they were supposed to take it easy today, but I went a bit mental because I was psyched. So even just having that account it's more than accountable it's community i, yeah, I would say I, I was i was literally going to say exactly that and it's interesting it's something i picked up from jen and emma uh, inside neil's group um and something that i loved about just their ethos and i, I think I, I i don't know but because i'm i'm obviously a guy and i i only work with women um and it's I wanted to create something where yes, they've got me and they can count on me. They can feel safe. They can feel um, in a a safe, comfortable environment to talk about anything they want, all those kind of things. But I also wanted it to be a safe place where they felt happy and safe with each other. Mm -hmm. And and some of the feedback in the last month or two, because I've tried to kind of implement this since probably December time, I guess it's taken a bit of time, but now the the comments that the ladies come back with talk and they always say, because it's, it's, it's my program, I'm their coach, but they all say, James and the other ladies, James and the other ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm so proud that, that it's, it's happening that way. But I think that feeling of, of community, of being part of something else, that feeling that, you know, you're not alone, that 
because because it's easy to feel like you're the only person that's struggling or, or you yeah. know, especially when we see like we spoke earlier about you know seeing on social media 12-week transformations and people looking incredible and all this kind of stuff which obviously happens but yeah. we we only see the tip of the iceberg and i think you know a lot of my clients look at other client transformations and think oh my god what are they doing different that i'm doing and i, I try and make it apparent that all these people are real people that yes they've achieved this fantastic result but they've struggled like we've had we've had weeks when they've had meltdowns and they've yeah. been pulling their hair out and it's been difficult and they've had sad things happen in their life and stress going on and this that and the other that it's, you know, it's not been all simple plain sailing sunshine and rainbows because obviously that you know in in the real world yeah it doesn't yeah. happen um but i think that by creating that community um and I, I know you're big on this as well within, within your client group and you know I, I just think it's so powerful especially when if it is an online-based program where you don't see people that feeling of being part of something it mm. is so powerful so powerful yeah even for the zooms like the zoom yeah. sessions people are showing up for the q a's with no questions and you're like i'm and the first couple of times that it happened i would ask like well, how come you're here then I just like to come and hang out and see what's happening. You're like, all right, I forget that it just because it's not in person, it kind of feels like it is now. And the more now in the year and a half ish of doing this with groups and stuff, and, and well, it's been about a year of developing the group. And it's why I'm like, I was always quite picky with my clients in the past anyway, but I'm more so now. Yeah. Because I don't want someone to come in and blow the dynamic up or someone come in and say something and people go god i don't feel safe now talking about yeah, yeah. whatever it is so um i'm just, so, I'm just i'm just aware of the time i'm trying to make sure i don't take up too much of your time and then i can just always um convince you to come back at, <laughs> at a stage I, I would love to i can't believe um, we've, we've been chatting for a while now and it's yeah it, literally gone like that but um so i was literally just going to say that that is just um, a real amazing sign of, of of you, of how great you are, because it's easy. Thanks. When, you, when you're, no, no, but it, seriously, dude, because it, it, it is an amazing thing, because when, when you run your own business, you know, it is only you, and mm. it, there are obviously times where clients come to you or, or potential clients come, and you're like, yep, yeah, don't care who you are, like, I, I need yeah. the money, like, you could have that kind of attitude, but yeah because you obviously value the, the 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 kind of what's the right word like not just the community feel but the, the quality of the, the place that you have right now you don't want a bad egg to spoil it kind of thing yeah. and I, I think that's awesome mate so well well done you sir thank you very much um, <laughs> and i imagine you're doing the same whether you're aware of it or not but you're that's why we have calls with people it's why we mess yeah. have messages with people because again and, and people find it so strange. They'll just come to me like, here, can I join your group? And then you have a wee conversation and you say, I just don't think it's for you. And they're like, but I have the money. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, like, I, I just don't think, I don't really suit a dress, but I could afford a dress. But it doesn't mean I should go and buy one just because I have the money for it. Sure, I, I think I, I do. Sort of, I'm just thinking, I've done like four or five videos in dresses. That was a bad analogy. I, I look great in a dress. I don't know what you get up to over the weekend, my friend, but. <laughs> um, but no, I, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. So for, for anyone that, that wants to reach out to you and 
find out more about what you do and join your community where do they find you um so nice and simple it's just james Hayborn on um instagram james Hayborn or, or james Hayborn fitness on facebook um and yeah by all means uh send me a follow uh, drop me a message say hello um if you there's all over both my profiles there's plenty of information about my two coaching programs um and of course if anyone just wants to ask a question then feel free to, to fire one across um but yeah no not a problem at all brilliant i will link everything below as well just so it's easier for people to find um i know james is as approachable as i am so if you do have any questions just fire them out don't be asking me is it okay to ask them a question just go for it ask them <laughs> ask them the question uh, honestly open book please do cool james i really appreciate you uh taking your time up for the podcast um thank you very much and for everyone else who is tuning in have a super awesome day whatever you get up to and i will speak to you again soon fantastic mate thank you so much for having me on welcome